if you know you've got a guy who's going to be force-fed the ball, you have to play him. So, Tevin Coleman, I'm looking. You drafted him third round. You're kidding. Nope. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I don't even know how he won three games. Brady's going to get hurt again, man. Um, For sure. Who else has bad road splits? Matt Ryan. Really? But Latavius Murray is the best handcuff in fantasy. CJ Yeldon. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Bros. I am your host, Derek Randall. And Mark is not with me again this evening. But here, filling in for him, I have Jimmy Costin. Jimmy, how are you doing? Fucking fantastic, bud. How are you doing? <laughs> Fucking fantastic. That's great. I am. I am good. I am. I am fantastic as well. So, I mean, feel, feel, feels good for a win. We both won this week, man. I think we're on cloud nine right now, man. I know. Feeling this, good. This might be the first time that you and I have won in the same week. That's how bad our teams have been. Yeah. I. I I'm right there with you, but it's been a rough year and come off a huge upset on Jack. I'm um, just really excited to talk some fantasy football with you and uh, do a little shit talking too as well. All about and uh, mentioning shit talking. I want to let everybody know that we are actually going to have a special guest third co-host this evening, Caleb Hastings. So the reason do the tripod, that <laughs> the tripod, the reason that, Jimmy and I open this show without Caleb is I want to give everyone a parental advisory here. If any of you are out driving in your car, listening to this podcast, which many of you probably are not, and you have a child in the backseat, now is the time to turn off the podcast. Caleb is very uh, mature rated. (laughs) So everybody's been pre-warned. So, all right, Jim, I think that's fair warning enough for, for what everybody's about to hear. Caleb even told me today that he thinks it's a bad idea for him to be involved and sent the double emoji a few times. So uh, this will be interesting. <laughs> he is wild card for a reason, man. He is wild card. I don't know what to expect, man, but I'm sure as hell it's going to have a good time. Absolutely. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to hang up. I am going to uh, send you that link again, and I'm going to send him the link, and all three of us join right back in. So you can probably ask, join him right now, buddy. You probably send a link to him right now. Um, that's a great question. Oh, just send the same. You know just what? copy and paste the link you sent me. You're right. It worked. I didn't know if it let me leave the app, but it did. Fantastic. So he should be joining any minute now. Uh, once again, everybody, be pre-warned. Crazy Caleb's about to join the party. So while eccentric, we're waiting on him, better words. Say what? Eccentric. Eccentric. <laughs> One of the many words used to describe him. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about um, your team for a minute, and that leads me to the question I've been wondering, Jim, do you know what our trade deadline is? Yes, I was looking it up. I believe – oh, hold on here. Uh, league info. Let me go here. Our trade deadline is where is it at? Wednesday, November twenty first. So oh, in right before next, Thanksgiving. Yeah, right before Thanksgiving. So nice. that's that's the trade deadline for everyone. Uh, I probably should put that in a group text too. 
but yeah, that is the last day for trading in the league. So after Thanksgiving, boys, you're stuck with your lineup besides uh, your wire pickups. And we will be looking for those douchey people that drop their people like Caleb and Kerr have done it before. Correct. And speaking of Caleb, it looks like he has joined. So I would like to welcome Caleb to the party. Hi. <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, you know, pretending I know anything about fantasy football. How are you? <laughs> Very good. Jimmy and I are super stoked to have you come join us on the Fantasy Football Bros site. Well, I'm glad to be here. <clears throat> are, are, you, are you whispering at work right now, Caleb? No, no. I'm getting beer out of my fridge and heading to a separate room. My girlfriend's on a phone call in the other room. So was doing some transitioning. I've been drinking. So, you know, I lose my control Take of my volume. Man. Good. I'm glad. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Caleb. So as a new member to the show, Jimmy and I have previously been on the show before. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your history with fantasy football or lack thereof. And, yeah, what, what you think of your season so far? Uh, well, my season is keeping me not having a tattoo right now, so I'm okay with that. <clears throat> and it doesn't mean I'm not out of contention for it. Uh, I joined this fantasy football league because you guys needed an eighth player when it was an eight-man league. And you said, Caleb, we want to beat you because you shouldn't be good at this. And you were right. I'm not good at this at all. But mm, it was a lot of fun. And now here we are. Where's, where's my login? I can't hear you. Hey, yeah? And you know it. What? Caleb brings up the point that <laughs> it was added – because he wasn't going to be good and he's not good. But the thing is, I don't remember a year where you didn't make the playoffs. I mean, this has been going – this is the seventh year. No, I, I didn't make them last year. Last year? Is that the yes. only year you've not made the playoffs? Two years ago, too, when you got to became in last place. Yeah. Those yeah. are a lot, the last two seasons I've not come in the playoffs, but the last – but the first four seasons I was in it. Yeah. You made, you made a wow. semis a couple of years in a row, too. Yeah, because the, I was the eighth seed and I beat Derek, Derek once, and I beat Mark once as the eighth seed going in. And the reason I came in dead last two seasons ago is because I forgot that there was a postseason if you didn't make the playoffs and I stopped setting my lineup for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I lost. Oh, that's weeks. a Caleb move. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. It, it makes me so happy this league. Because I do remember the days when we started as an eight-teamer. And then you go and you watch the TV show, The League. And we are so identical to that. Like, this league could not mesh any any better with that TV show. It just makes me happy. No, it really couldn't. That's a problem. As you're saying right now, I am watching The League as we do this podcast hey, right where, now. where are you watching that through? You can't watch it on Netflix. Where are you watching that? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. Hulu has I, I got Hulu. Yeah. And Amazon.com. Oh. I got all the all the fucking networks. Perfect. Man, I, I so, started buying the seasons on DVD. God did, damn it. did you see how Mark talked all that shit about me being a toilet bowl team? And then, oh, who who's who got his butt kicked by Caleb? Oh, Mark did. And my tight end posted oh, zero zero points, zero points. <laughs> and that pickup of, of Humphrey off the waiver wire. Well, you have no idea how happy I was at work. Walking around, fucking three quarters chub, just oh, so happy that I was beating Mark Hogan. 
made me oh made my, my day great. It, that was a shocking upset, which actually, you know, since there wasn't a show last week, uh, we were on a hiatus. I, I just want to recap the scores. I don't want to go through all the details, but for anybody who's not in our league who listens, uh, well, here's the recap. So I lost to Kuhar uh, by five points, and Hackett beat Lennon. Hackett only beat Lennon by 15. It was a close game. And then Jimmy so beat Carl. Right, we're going to put a stop on the card, so I put a stop on the card. And, um, you right there, Caleb? Yeah, I'm right here. I hear some uh, some background activity. Yeah, so I'm picking up some parts. I'm doing some stuff. Just keep talking, bro. I got you. <laughs> Caleb upset Mark. Damn straight, uh, I did. Upset of the year. After, after the toilet bowl comment, uh, yes, that, that did happen. And then <laughs> Caleb wins by a score of 125.9 to 122.4. With a tight end Jack. that scored nothing. My tight end scored nothing. Thank you. Fuck you, Mark. All right, go on. <laughs> Tackett absolutely or Tackett. Jack dominates Andres one ninety seven to one fourteen, posting the third highest total, second highest total of the season. Um, and then Nate demolished Dennison one seventy seventy one to one fifteen. That was all week nine. So let's hop to week ten, guys, and go through our scores. So I beat Carl one fifty five to one oh five. Uh granted Carl, I've never seen a team more full of bye weeks than his this week. <laughs> I think he had that, eight players on bye. Yeah, he had his full bench and two other players. Yeah, because for some reason he didn't drop his kicker in defense. He just left him there on bye. Well, Justin Tucker's the number one of the best kickers in the league, man. I understand that. I do not understand that. It's still a kicker. I'm just kidding, bud. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I uh, I saw that, and I was like, thank you for the free win, Carl. I need it. But really? Yeah, I guess Justin Tucker's number nine after his bye week. Yeah, yeah okay. However, uh, so, yes, I beat Carl. And Lennon upset Kuhar, 118 to 108. Tackett beat Mark, 173 to 160. Oh, man, with, our creator – with in mind, Tackett had negative seven for his defense, too. Yes, yes. But David Johnson, 37 points. Um, my co-host, Mark, <laughs> drops to three and seven. Oh, man. Uh, and then, Jimmy, you beat the number one team in the league, or previously number one team, Jack, 170.3 to 168.9. I want to thank Sterling Shepard for his last second touchdown catch. Uh, really put me over the edge there. I was really scared. <laughs> yeah, my lord. And, and Ezekiel Elliott with 36.7. And Nick Chubb with uh, Chubb 35.9. Is there too, yeah, 35.9. That's yeah. insane. You had 70, the... 72 points between your two running backs. That's absurd. <laughs> you put up a whole – you put my entire team's worth of points in your running backs. <laughs> this is this is why I always play in the garbage bowl. And I'm totally happy throwing $50 every year for it. Oh, boy. I so so we might as well just reveal that. Caleb scored a whopping 88.8 All right, points. Wait, hold on. Now, <laughs> yes, yes, I did yes. suck dick. I'm not going to lie that I didn't suck balls. But you got to look at my bench, okay? If – 
I had not swapped out my goddamn running back and wide receiver, there's another 30 points. I wouldn't have been sitting at 88, all right? Though, I'll take it. I was 88 plus class. I'll take 88. But still, I would have had, like, 112. You know, it would have been a closer game. I'm looking at your lineup, and I'm finding it hard to understand why you played Jamal Williams over Jalen Richard. Neither are good options. But yeah, same question asked. <laughs> uh, let me see. Why would I have done that? Oh, because wow. Hmm. And Josh Rosen, you benched him over McCown. I, because I was hoping that the Chiefs deep. Because I was playing the Chiefs defense. I didn't want to have my second OP slot literally playing my defense. I guess that makes sense. I didn't I get want that. my defense to get if 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 Kansas City had blown up more on that rookie and taken him for. A, a fucking forced fumble and a touchdown. Like, it would have been like, cool, awesome, great. My defense just literally shat on my OP. So I was hoping in some terrible, ill-advised turn of events that I could trust this terrible waiver wire and hope that, you know, something would work. And it just didn't. I was just hoping something could happen. Because I just, that was, having my defense shit on my OP was just not my, I wasn't going to lose that way. If I was going to lose, I was going to lose Without Mom. shooting myself in the foot. I know. You can come on down here. Help yourself. Yeah. I mean, good pickup with Anthony Miller, though. You were a week early on that. Uh, he's probably the hottest waiver wire pickup of the week. Oh, no, and... no. I picked him up right after the waiver wire. Yeah. Yeah. You I picked him too. up last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Great, Thank you. Great move. Thank you. I was yeah. sitting all morning trying to figure out if I wanted to play a different defense or a different OP and... Though, you know, playing Josh Rosen would have been an extra seven points. I was hoping that I didn't have to shoot myself in the foot. And McCowan, I was hoping, would do something. I was hoping the Jets could do anything. I was like, come on, two short passes, two short touchdown passes. That's all you really need. And you won't suck. And, yeah, didn't work so well. Yeah, it was pretty unbelievable. Uh, poor, poor performance. It was. You know, either my team shits the bed or it comes out of nowhere and wins the one week it needs to win. You know, you can – I may lose six in a row, but not seven. Absolutely <laughs> not seven. <laughs> so so there you have it. Caleb puts up uh, a poor week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But it, it only goes up from here. I, I don't think I've seen 88 points – yet this season. That's, uh, that seems to be a low. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was. Just a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, so you lost to Nate. Nate scored 132. <laughs> and then the final win this week was Andres demolishing Dennison. Dennison put up 111. Andres put up 153. Um, Dennison's team is looking pretty poor in, what is that, three or four straight weeks of hosting in the low, like like in the the hundred and fifteen range, that's that's not not a good look for you, Dennis. Week eight, he scored one sixty five, one sixty five, one fifteen, and then last week's one eleven. Yeah, and week yeah. seven, one seventeen. Yep. Yep. We wow. saw two in a row too. So. Yeah, and in 121 in week uh, six. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm just going back, and his team has, like, a fluky huge week and then does nothing. Like, 133 in week five against Caleb. I mean, this is insane. Yeah. 
are the tires falling off of Dennison's team? That that's the real question. Who here. are his next three outings against? Uh, he plays uh, he me. Played- I have a lot of buys, and I'm a little scared. Uh, it'll be a shootout. It'll be a garbage shootout. Well, you, you know, play him this week. Oh yeah, yeah. I play him the week after. Do you realize that this is like maybe the first? Let me see what my schedule looks like. I think this might be the first season that I don't play both of you guys twice. You, Caleb, you play me second week. Second, play right, two weeks. I know bud. I play you twice. Did I already play Derek twice? No, or yeah, you play me the final week of the season again. Yeah, okay. You got God damn. Can I get a schedule <laughs> next year where I don't play you guys twice? I played you guys twice every season. Every season. I do like. I do like the thought of re like mixing the schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've Is there does it, do how that. does it get formulated? It's like uh, it's just the same one. It's how I put them into the system. Like you're all oh. twelve and then um that's how it works out. That could be another fun off season task. We draw yes. for schedule or something. We all go to a how- we all have to go to a different Dave and Busters and video ourselves doing one of the games and whoever gets the top score. It'll go – we'll do it in score order for a random <laughs> game of Dave & Busters. A random game of Dave and & Busters. And then it won't be rigged because there'll be Dave & Busters across the country. There'll be some Dave & Busters in California for Denny, one in, in Ohio for you guys. I got one down in South Carolina. We're going to have one in Virginia. So there's no way somebody can rig all those Dave & Busters. Nobody has the time. <laughs> Nobody has the time for that. There you go. Uh, all right. The order. So after – Jumping through the scores from last week, this puts our standings in an interesting spot um, because Carl is now firmly out of the race and almost guaranteed that tattoo. He is very nearly guaranteed it. He sits at the bottom at one and nine. Mark is now in 11th at three and seven, Mm -hmm. followed by Caleb at four and six, then Lennon at four and six, and then myself at four and six. And so then, does it go by? Do you are you in eighth place because you have the most points for you? Correct. Or elite? Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and then I am followed by uh, Dennison in seventh place at five and five. Jimmy at sixth at five and five. Nate in what I fifth? Now? No, five that's Nick. Oh no! It, it'd be, or, oh, it'd that's Kuhar. Cool. Right. This is the cool Nick art. multi. Mm-hmm. God, he's got to change his name. That's no, you so got it's a it's a it's a song. It's a part of a song from from Bass Nectar, and Nick Nolte is the actor who played the electric dude in Iron Man, whatever that one was. That's who Nick Nolte oh, is, and that's who this reference is. And I asked him a long time ago, and it's weird, and it's out there, but it's Kuhar, and he's womp womping while listening to this podcast. I love his little heart, but you know he's gonna do it just to fuck with you. So unfortunately, he's Nick Nolte, and he's a fifth. I don't. Yes. I don't think he does it to fuck with us. I just think he thinks it's cool. Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Doctor Bad Decisions. I'm a Power Ranger Doctor. Do you realize how stupid my team name is? I'll say roll with it. Does it make it confusing a little bit? I like the Doctor Bad Decisions. That makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Um, yes, and then Carl is always a play on his team's name. Um, same with Tackett, and same with Nate. Uh, same. Jack usually is the same, but <laughs> Andres never changes from the Magic Carps. Mm-mm. Jimmy never changes from the Champion Commish. Um, Lennon is always World Star. <laughs> and then Mark, since he's joined the league, 
has always been the Dick Strippers. It's funny. Yeah, and then Nate just shows up at five and five and fourth. And yep. Magic Harp is seven and three, and that gets him third. Then yeah, and then Jack at eight and two in second place, and then Tackett at the top at nine and one. Um, so at this point in the season, let's see. Hey, don't know what happened there. Yep, it is. All right, let's look at uh, this upcoming week's matchups and kind of dive into those a little bit. Yeah, I'll start with mine versus Denison's real quick. Um, Mm-hmm. It always comes down to this too, and bye weeks play always play a factor in our matchup. Um, I have a lot of people on bye, but he he's a lot of people cut off by. I'm really scared right now. Um, we're both at what five and five, I believe, and it's just uh, very pivotal in the year where I'm going to finish for the year after that because I finished with uh, Denison. Caleb, then Tackett. Um, so I don't have a very favorable method. Yeah. Uh,
I, <laughs> I don't. Dest need help bad, though. Dest need players and whatnot, so it is what it is. But then again, I beat I beat Jack, though, so obviously it worked out too well in his favor. Um, but I, I – no, it's not. No, no, no. I think I'm just looking at the matchups right now. I'm just looking at his whole team, man. I'm just scared. I think Jared Goff going against Kansas City Monday night. I think he's going to shine. James Conner against Jacksonville's. Jesus Christ, that's going to be a blowout. Um, Mike Evans against the Giants. Hell, Mullins limb up too. Doesn't look too good at all. This doesn't look good, man. I just don't feel feel confident about it at all. And uh, I am. But then again, I'm a homer too, and you know I have faith in our boys to put up a solid effort, and we'll give our best effort against uh, Denison here. Um, but the the, the matchups, matchups, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. I know, like last, like last week. Yeah, like last week, our running backs, like I said, carried had seventy-two points, but my wide receiver, all three of our receivers combined, maybe had thirty. I'm pretty sure they were not. Uh, they were not there to help me out. Besides, the, hmm. oh yeah, nothing. It was, it was absolutely garbage, and just it's very. Yeah, I mean, I was on the last play of the game too. Fifty-three seconds left. That really saved my ass, but it's just uh, you, you got to ride it. You got to ride the wave of fantasy football, and it's all guessing and uh, strategy. Do the best we can. Oh, yeah, another tight one. It's just like this whole season. It's been a tight battle week in, week out, and we're just going to grind all the way through to the very end. Um, but let's, let's, let's move on to the next matchup, bud. Who are you going to go to next? You want to do uh, – you want to do – Yeah, 
Your details match up. Magic Carp. I I loved hearing the pledges do that again. By the way. And I'll let, I'll let you and uh, I'll, uh, I'll be right back.
Yeah, just drinking. We're all good. It's it's an unwritten rule in fantasy, I feel like. But uh I it's not it's not a legit rule. Let's put it that way. You know it's like the baseball rule, man. You hit your pit you hit someone, they're gonna hit you back with a pitch kind of thing. But it's unwritten rule. You know, that's that's all I'm saying. Yes, he's – yes. You're, once, once you're done, once you're out of the playoffs, you're, you're stuck with your team besides meaningful waiver wire pickups. That makes sense. Well, he also dropped Tony Romo. I once got injured uh, week two or something like that. He came back later that year. Yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. Oh, no, I was not there, bud. I was passed out drunk or working. And an OBJ, bud. Oh, but but no, you talk about that, dude. The league, the league is all about luck, man, and about winning it. It's just I'm not gonna play any asterisks. There's no no steroids used, no nothing like that, man. And what we're gonna up with this year? Next to the a golden star for kicking our ass from week one. Should I put like a golden star next to his name for kicking our ass from week one? He literally been dominating since week one for his great fucking draft. <laughs> it's all it's all in proportions, man. It's all good.
All right, time to move on then. Um, Caleb, I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I think uh, Matt Sharp's going to beat you, um, unfortunately. But we're just going to move on here, okay? We got to keep this on a pace, Jail, right now, you know? Can't have another two-hour podcast because you uh, you only have an hour lunch to listen to it. All right, let's uh let's move on to the next one here, bud. Um, you want to do Kuhar and Carl real quick? Yeah. He didn't drop. He's put on the bench, but yeah, but it'll be it'll be interesting, man. I think uh, I think so too, man. I think Carl has a really good team. The matchups are there for him. I think he can pull us out here and get a second win here and really hurt Kuhar in the playoff race right here. Uh, like you said, well, we have five teams at five and five, and it's uh, I mean, uh, any loss here is just it's just killer to come back from with only three weeks left in the season. And I really feel Carl can uh, be a spoiler here, being out of the playoffs, but really, you know, ruin some seasons for some people. And Core might be the first one to do that. Yeah, which is always fun to play. You know what I mean? He does, man. I'm, I'm just, yeah. He's been putting up a lot of points. Yeah. I say he's he's, he's been very he's been very unlucky this whole year. He's gone against guys in their best weeks of the season, put up 170, 160 points, 150 points, just absolutely dominating. And it, it's just hard to come back from that, you know. I always preach having good fancy defense, which is absolutely complete bullshit. You know, it's just all luck and everything like that. But when you have good fancy defense for a year, it really helps out you in the long run and everything like that. And that's how. That's why I won my one, my only my one and only championship. I had a hell of a fantasy defense that year. Got hell of lucky. My team really intimidated people, and we actually we pulled through and everything like that. So, um, it's just unfortunate. You know, some of those sometimes you have those years where you just you just get screwed. You play against the best best teams when they're playing the best, and nothing you do about it. I mean, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's move on here. Let's uh, you know, go to let's do uh, let's we'll do yours last, Derek. How about we go to uh, Mark and Lennon?
I uh, I'm in I'm in a giving mood right here, man. I feel like Mark's being a spoiler to Lennon right now. To be honest with you, I think Mark's gonna pull it out here. I think I think once Mark makes some uh changes over, and I always feel like he he knows what's going on here. Yeah, I think he has a a good solid shot here of being a spoiler again. But then again, I, I look at Lennon's team here. He has some good matchups going on, and uh. But just uh, you know, I, 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 I just feel Mark has. I, I just like Mark's team right now. I just like Mark's team overall. Lens team right now. Well, well, I mean, hell, you have Russell Russell playing Green Bay right now on Thursday night football. Studs or duds, it'll be decided on Thursday night right here. I'll call it right now. His. Him winning will be determined whether 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 wow, whether Russell Wilson puts up a great game or is a dud. So I can tell you right now, it's just, I just always feel about Thursday night football. So you have a good Thursday night football going on right now. Your players go off nine times out of ten, usually win the week, and I I, I feel confident about that. Well, Len's five and five, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that that would just, yeah, it just put them both right there. Yeah, we put that four and seven, and put market four and six, and get four and seven. Then, yeah, really, both of them fighting for the eight spot. If you know someone really drops out of the five and five category here. Attacking Nate's last one, right? We talked about, yeah, we talked about, yep, myself and Dennison, Kuhar and Carl, Mark and Lennon. Uh, kind of talked about Caleb and Magic Carp over there. And then we got uh, Tackett and Nate. So it's getting that right. Oh, man. I'm going to pick a. Uh, Gonna go against the grain here. I'm gonna choose Tackett again, uh, but no, <laughs> I I actually feel um, like I said before about Thursday night football. If Aaron Rodgers is a dud or a stud, it kind of really sets the whole tone for the whole week here. But looking at his team and looking at Tackett's team, it's just it's it's incredibly hard to go against Tackett's team at any point in the season. Is Flacco not playing? Well, Lamar Jackson, is Flacco not playing this week? What the hell is... I don't, I, I'll be honest, I haven't looked at much stuff about football, but Derek, is Flacco not playing this week, bud? 
Yeah. That's uh, they, they talked about Browns radio here because I think they finished with the Falcons here end of the season and how their Browns played them one of the last games of the season about wind tolls and whatnot. But I thought it's because it's a crappy season, but I don't know. I was, I was like, saw him like 18.3 for Lamar ja- or 18.1 for Lamar Jackson. It's just, oh, I just, Cincinnati defense, Cincinnati defense blowed last week, but I just don't know. Lamar Jackson never looked impressive in any of his starts, man. It was a running touchdown against a running play, but his, his passing accuracy has shown through the college football down to here to the NFL. Uh, the only thing that really saved him in college was his running ability where defense had to you know, respect that. But here in the NFL, man, it's like an RG3 kind of scenario where he might be good for one or two, three games, but defense has figured out how to contain them and players here are a lot faster and can actually handle them. And so I, I, I just don't don't see it panning out too well for him, even if he does start, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I feel he's, I feel he's like a poor man, Cam Newton. To be honest with you, he's. He's so skinny and whatnot, and when Cam first came in the league, he ran the ball a little bit more than he, he did and whatnot. But I, I feel that like Mark Jackson's more of a runner than a passer. He's always been that way. Is, I think Archie Theory is a lot faster and more accurate. And Lamar Jackson was just just an athlete playing in uh, the ACC when they had one team where they played against all year, Clemson. But it, it, but I, I just kind of look at their – Mm-hmm. That, that's huge, you know. Yeah, this, this is a big week, big week for buys, too. Last week and this week, and then I think they're what next week or the 12th week or whatever is the uh, uh, Rams and Chiefs are their, their buys. Which, who would have thought that, right? Studs are duds, man. Studs are duds on Thursday. That's my motto. It's you win or lose on Thursdays. Oh man. Oh, how do you feel about this, Derek, bud?
but still, I don't think you're going to change too much of the <laughs> the favors too much, though. Well, I take it back, maybe. Besides last week. Well, I mean, his team really depends on a couple of games, though, man. I feel he's really heavy on uh, – I don't know. There's kind of – I don't know. It's kind of like when the Denver Broncos were just killing it, uh, what, three seasons, four seasons ago, Caleb, when he had uh, Peyton Manning. I feel he's really dependent on, like, Todd Gurley and uh, uh, Brandon Cooks and stuff like that. I just feel like if you're just – you're part of that team and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Drew Brees is a bad game or Matt Ryan. I already know he does bad games, stuff like that. It's just uh, – I really feel his team is very volatile, especially late in the season when Carolina plays um, – oh, shit. When Carolina plays uh, Atlanta twice – or not Carolina. They play um, – oh, I'm sorry here. I'm blanking. The Saints twice in two weeks there. I just really feel that – this team could really uh, put up a dud week here. They all look great. They all look, they're very high performing, but I just have a, a feeling that they're going to be a dud week here for him, probably second round of the playoffs, no offense, where he's – that's the week to pick him off. Oh, yeah. And that, that's the biggest thing, too. I mean, that's. Uh, I'm not either. I just don't trust Dak at all uh, throwing the ball, really. And Amar, Amari's put up great games, put up one good game every single year, but the rest of the other 15 games of the year, mediocre at best, man. I mean, I remember last year when I traded him to you. Wait, put 45 points in a league, and what did the rest of the season for you, Derek? Nothing. Yeah. And it's just uh, – and uh, like I said, Matt Ryan is very known to do – become very uh, just – he's known as Matty Ice, but, man, he'll turn right into ice for you, man, real quick, doing jack shit for you. Just stall up, one touchdown, two interceptions, 200 yards, and the running game will take over, and they'll lose, you know, 20 to 10 or something like that. Yeah, it's just, and uh, as I said, this this team looks. I mean, I it's it's boner worthy, jerk off, man, what, masturbating to its best, man, roster baiting, all the way through right there. Um, but sometimes, man, you just, you just get tired of it, and you just don't get a boner anymore. And uh, sometimes that happens, you know. It's also called ED too, so that happens as well. Um, I mean, his- hey, Caleb, you back? Yes, I am. All right. You should be on this way in as well. This platform constantly turns people off about every five minutes. So, hey, Jimmy. Hey. All right. Don't so, have to move. We're yeah. going to go down with you. No. No, you're not. 
All right, Caleb. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Are you are you going to enter a room where there's no background noise? Yeah, I am. I got it. My dinner was ready. I got to get a plate, and I'll be right there and just hold your horses. All right. There is such thing as muting the 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 mic oh, while you're. Well, look, you were in my pocket. I didn't expect you to pick up the phone. I don't. I don't. It just tells me to finish recording. All right. I'll just. I'll call you back in a second. All right. Let me get some food. I'll be here. All right, Jimmy. So then it was you and I. Yep, it is. All right. Well, this has been the most um, mixed up, unorganized podcast yet. So let's get some order back to this. All right. All right. Let's look at uh, this upcoming week's matchups and kind of dive into those a little bit. Yeah. So you want to start with yours? Yeah. I'll start with mine versus Denison's. Real quick. Yes. This um, is probably the hottest matchup every season. Is your first matchup, you guys open the season facing off, and then mm-hmm. you close, like you almost close the season facing off in a very pivotal point. It always comes down to this, too. And bye weeks play, always play a factor in our matchup. Um, I have a lot of people on bye, but he has a lot of people cut off by. I'm really scared right now. Um, we're both at what five and five, I believe, and it's just uh, very pivotal in the year where I'm going to finish for the year after that because I finish with uh, Denison, Caleb, then Tackett. Um, wow! So I don't have a very favorable match. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, between you and I, we both play Caleb within these next three weeks. We could potentially just seal his fate. So um, sorry to Caleb, but I. <laughs> I guess he kind of controls his own destiny in a way, though, as well, which is nice. Sometimes. We were talking about the final three weeks of the season. You have to face Jimmy and myself with him then. And I know. I, it's, every, it's the same every season. It's been like that since we started. Right. So with us being so close, though, if you win out and beat us, then you – it's like you control your own fate because then yes. you would make it a playoff spot. But if you lose to both, you're probably out. Oh, you know, I always count on being out because it's less disappointing that way. But, the, you know, hopefully we can get some sneaks out of my bench and some of my players and, you know, try at least. Like, you know, maybe Maurice Harris can have an outstanding game like he did against Atlanta. But I don't know. Right, so so we're looking at Jimmy and Dennison's matchup right now. Uh, okay. Week 11. And, yep. Jimmy, I'm looking across over at Dennison's team, and it reminds me of the acquisition that him and Jack, um, they made a big trade last week. Jack traded Alshon Jeffrey, George Kittle, and Duke Johnson for Joe Mixon. What do you think about that? I, <laughs> I don't – Dennis need help bad, though. Dennis need players and whatnot, so it is what it is. But then again, I beat I beat Jack, though, so right. obviously it works out too well in his favor. Yes. Um, to, to me, it looked like but I, Jack just cut off the rest of his depth for that final missing piece because his RB2 ahead of that was Adrian Peterson, um, and, and that's, not, that's not the most solid of options. So basically, no, it's not. He just threw all of his bench players at Dennison and said, "Give me Joe Mixon," and it happened. 
which means Dennis is putting all of his faith in carry on Johnson as his RB two, um, which it hasn't looked too bad to this point. No, no, no. I think I'm just looking at the matchups right now. I'm just looking at his whole team, man. I'm just scared. I think Jared Goff going against Kansas city Monday night. I think he's going to shine James Connor against Jacksonville's Jesus Christ. That's going to blow out. Um, Mike Evans gets the Giants. Hell, Mullins limb up too. Doesn't look too good. All this doesn't look good, man. I just don't feel feel confident about it at all. And uh, I am. But then again, I'm a homer too. And you know, I have faith in our boys to put up a solid effort, and we'll give our best effort against uh, Denison here. Um, yeah, but the, the, the matchups, matchups, it'll be interesting. It will be. Uh, your matchups are not really in your favor. But and, and we've kind of said it since the beginning of the season, I feel like, that your wide receivers are all, like, number twos on their own team, which is kind of crazy. Um, and, and that's led to you having, like, extreme highs for each of them and extreme, like, bottom-out lows. Um, it, I know. High variance. Like last, like last week. Yeah. Like last week, our running backs, like I said, carried had 72 points. But my wide receiver, all three of our receivers combined, maybe had 30 I'm pretty sure they were not. Uh, they were not there to help me out. No, not at all. And Ster- Besides, and Sterling Shepard's entire production was on like six, like six points from a touchdown. He had nothing besides that. Oh, he had nothing. It was, it was absolutely garbage. And Nine receptions for twenty-seven yards. Yeah, two receptions, nine receiving yards, twenty-seven rushing yards, and a touchdown. That's all he had. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was on the last play of the game, too. 53 seconds left. That really saved my ass, but it's just uh, you, you got to ride it. You got to ride the wave of fantasy football, and it's all guessing and uh, strategy the best we can. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of strategy, I, I found this weird about Dennison's team throughout the season. He when, it, when he has a player that does really bad, he's just been dropping them. <laughs> I mean, Blake Bortles, after that game he got benched in, Denison just straight up dropped him. That's a tradable player. He just threw to the waiver wire. And thankfully for me, I was able to scoop him up. Uh, and then he did the same thing to Joe Flacco like two weeks later. Like, man, uh, I guess he's just rolling with one quarterback the rest of the way, which isn't going to work for him next week um, because golf will be on bye. But it's an odd strategy in a two-quarterback league. They roll with one. I mean, rolling with three running backs, I guess, at all times, throwing that in your OP. But uh, we'll see how it pans out the rest of the year. But, yeah, Jim, it's, it's going to be a tight battle for you this week. Oh, yeah, another tight one. It's just like this whole season. It's been a tight battle week in, week out, and we're just going to grind all the way through to the very end. Yep, yep. Um, but let's, let's, let's move on to the next matchup, bud. Who are you going to go to next? Let's jump right over to Caleb. You want to do, uh, do Caleb? What's that? You do Caleb's matchup? Yeah, let's do Caleb's against the Magic Carps. Magic Carp. Magic Carp. Splish crash. I, I love hearing the pledges do that again, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it never dies. Yep. And I'll let, I'll let you and uh, Caleb talk a little, uh, I'll be right back. All right. So, another, so Caleb, it's, it's you and I here for a moment. Another big trade last week. Uh, Mark and Andres made a move. Andres traded Mark, A.J. Green, Calvin Ridley, 
and oh man, who's the running back? I, I want to say it was. I don't even know. Can't even find it. Let's see if I can find other transactions. But Mark sent him in return Golden Tate and Leonard Fournette. Um, oh, here it is. Andres traded him Lamar Miller, AJ Green, and Calvin Ridley for Leonard Fournette and Golden Tate. This week, Leonard Fournette came back and absolutely went off, uh, which sucks for Mark because he's been waiting for eight weeks for this guy to come back and play, and now he's not even on his team after holding him this whole time. And then on the other hand, so Jack and I were talking all weekend about this. Andres is seven and. Two or seven and three, seven and three, seven and three, and traded away AJ Green, which I'm assuming is because he's hurt. Um, but AJ Green's supposed to be back in a couple weeks. If anybody should be holding on to AJ Green, it should be Andres, who's basically locked into a playoff spot, only needs him when he comes back and plays in the playoffs. So that move doesn't make any sense on that end, nor does it make sense on Mark's end to acquire a player who's not going to play for the next two to three weeks. When Mark's in win-now mode, he needs to be winning and having players active, and he just acquired one that's out for the next two weeks. What do you think about that move? I mean, I personally – collusion. It's collusion. <laughs> it makes it's no goddamn sense. Collusion. collusion. Well, it's because, it's because Mark is just – this stuff he's being paid out by fucking uh, Andres. There's some there's some buyout program that they're working on or some shit. It's collusion. Everything in this league is collusion. That's why there's only been like 20 trades in the whole goddamn season. Oh, okay. Um, it's people like you that prevent these trades. I don't prevent any trade. I would just rather not trade with you guys. That's not. But that's not the point. Uh, the point is that I think that I. I mean. If Mark wants to seal his own fate, that seems to be the that seems to be the the, the sentence that defines this whole season. I mean, Kuhar sealed his fate when he did that rather unfortunate exchange with Jack early in the season, and Jack and the girly boys have been just kicking ass. And like you guys have made point of this in any of your your episodes, though we do trade at the end of the day, somebody's just stacking their team a little bit higher. And I think, unfortunately for Mark, he may have got the south end of that deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The deal didn't make – Why would – I don't I don't know why he would do it. Maybe, I mean, maybe it was an instant, get this guy off my team. He hasn't been here, hoping he didn't come back. And then he came back in fashion. Uh, and I can hope that's what it was because otherwise it was collusion. <laughs> Which reminds you, back in the middle of – like the early part of the season – Andres traded Sam Darnold to Mark for Julian Edelman, which was the move that made, I think, the least sense out of any trade this season. And, oh, man, Edelman has been a wide receiver two or three, while Darnold was, has been so bad that Mark dropped him last week. Oh, yeah, Mark dropped him. Yeah. So, I mean, yet another... maybe this is – perhaps this is Mark shooting himself in the foot season. We all have those seasons. And maybe Mark is just shooting himself in the foot just hoping – for good trades this season and getting stuck with the opposite end of good trades and getting shot in the foot. I mean, yeah, he's 11th overall. He's not, he's not far from being Carl, but yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't see that trade being beneficial for Mark anywhere along the lines. So I don't know why he would have done it, but 
that that's coming from the dude who who doesn't trade. And the one trade I did end up doing ended me with a tight end and a wide receiver that I no longer have on my team in exchange for freaking Jimmy Graham. And shouldn't have done it. Really shouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those moves that honestly didn't look too bad, right? In the, it didn't. Uh, and Joe Brown, right in that moment, Joe Brown did good. And by, if Baltimore could pick one wide receiver for you to trust week in and week out, then you would be able to do that. But it's just got three options, and it uses all three options. And right. so at the end of the day, it wasn't. And, and, and Bray, did Bray or Brat? Bray. The tight end, Brait, okay, and Brait did well. Brait put up decent numbers in the weeks I needed him to put up decent numbers. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, I still – I don't have either of those players on my team anymore, and he still has Jimmy Graham. So, I – this I, I think that one of the issues with trading in any league is that, you know, if you can get the hot fire right when it's starting to burn, then you got it. But if you trade it away right at that right moment, right before it's hot, I mean, in Mark's trades, that I that that proof right there, you give away that little hot just because it hasn't been working, and all of a sudden it blows up. In a twelve-man league like ours, it can really screw you up. It can really screw the rest of your season to have one bad trade. And sometimes it's not even that people are afraid of the trade. It's like you know that the one wrong move could blow up in your face. I'm not willing to take it. I'll keep the guy on my team. I'll keep him on my bench points every week instead of trading him out. Because I, if I trade him out and he catches on fire and you pick him up, then your team's going to be better than mine. And I would rather have my team have smolders in my bench than let your team catch fire. Because it's a 12-man league and I hate all of you. <laughs> but I love you. I mean, I love you all, but I, but I want that money. So I would rather have those guys smoldering on my team, on my bench, than have the option to be on your team. So here's the point I've been trying to preach to you, Kim. <laughs> For weeks now. I mean, you and I, I've been trying to trade with you since week one and you're just not budging. And I really, really need you to understand that when you have one or two stars on your team, sometimes it makes more sense to trade those one or two stars away for a handful of above average players. One, 100%. I completely agree with you. But right now, not, if, if I was fighting in the middle tier of this tattoo league, I would be okay with that. But I need to finish above Carl to not get tattooed. Okay? I need to finish above Carl to not get tattooed. That's the bottom line. And unfortunately, those good players right now are keeping me above the water in the tattoo league. And if I need to stay above, that's where I need to stay above the water okay. most of all. So here's, here's the so point. I'm, I'm jeopardizing my team in the regular league because of a subsection. But yes, I understand that in, in some instances – giving away a grade A player for three B-plus players is a, a completely good option. But I just haven't had enough firepower on my team at all to really want to warrant that gamble on those three B-pluses. I mean, have you been trying to get Devontae Adams off me? Yes, because he's pretty much my only good consistently showing up player. Yeah. And that's the problem is that getting rid of him for three guys that I got to pick, all right, which one are you going to do better this week? That risk right there. Right now, I'm not guaranteed a playoff spot, but I'm in contention. I could end up showing up as an eighth seed and maybe making it two rounds deep in the playoffs. I could right now, maybe. That's a possibility. That's not a possibility if I start getting out or two weeks ago got rid of my grade-A players for – 
three wide receivers and hoping that two of them blow up. So there's a lot to digest from what you just said there. And I'm going to start with the, the fact that you say you're competing now. The reason you're not making the move is because you want to make sure you finish ahead of Carl so you don't get that tattoo. There are another tattoo, damn straight. Right. There, <laughs> there, <laughs> there are three games left in the season. You're four and six. He's one and nine. That means you would literally have to lose all of your last games and he would have to win all of his in order for you to get that tattoo. And he yeah. plays Jack in that time span. So Okay, the, it, it, and, and, and we and everybody thought my game against Mark was going to be a toilet bowl and that I would not win another game in the rest of the season. I listened to all the other podcasts and ta-da, I have a miracle week. Sometimes you can have a miracle week. He just needs two of them. Look, I, I am, I'm, he needs, no, he needs two of them and then I need to have that too. Like, the possibilities there. But I... I mean, I, I also feel like I want to be in contention. And if I can use my one golden wide receiver to push my team forward with my two, I mean, Rivers does decent as a quarterback and Cousins is not a bad quarterback either. They, they can keep going with my good wide receiver and maybe picking up some waiver wire freaking genie in a bottle hopefuls like Humphreys was a couple weekends ago. If I can get that, then... I have the ability to go far, but if I give away those and have a hundred percent hopefuls on my team without consistent numbers, then there's no way I can make it. Even if I, let's say I went out in the rest of my season and I get to be the eighth seed. If I get to be the eighth seed, I still got to face either goddamn Jack or fucking Tackett again with these dream teams. So I guess as far as this far in the season, I'm not willing to give up anything anymore because now I'm going for this very tiny fool's gold of a dream of making it somewhere to the end of the playoffs, the bottom of the playoffs even. Now, if my team had been shit out the gate, I mean, I won those first three games. The two games after it, if I had not had Joe Tucker and had Gano go in on that week he went off, I would have won week four. Um, and so I think that, oh man, just trading in this league has always been an issue. It will always be an issue. Yeah. Okay. Miss Kitty cat. Stop meowing at me. And unfortunately um, you've preached that idea and people have followed. <laughs> I mean, Carl don't trade either. Well, yeah, because, because I think that part of the issue is that when you get to be a 12 man league, that has two quarterbacks. And yes, I get that this is an issue and I understand why it's changing. And even when it changes next year, the depth chart for having good wide receivers and having a good wide receiver core at 12 man with three wide receiver spots and an OP and a, yeah, and an OP, even if it's a flex, like that's just a lot of good wide receivers picked up. And then, then trading just becomes an issue and becomes a game of who's going to be better in the long run, who's going to jive better with the quarterback? And I think that the problem is that at, at a certain point, people aren't willing to risk it anymore. And we're not – teams just aren't willing to risk it. And it's not that we don't always not want to trade. Sometimes you see a trade, and, like, sometimes I really did want to accept some of these trades that people were throwing out there for Gano. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. The trade with Nate seemed like a good idea. Brait was seeming like he would go hard. Joe Brown seemed like he was going to hit fire, which he did. But at the end of the day, it, it, I feel like this team, this league has just so many people who that follow their gut 
that trading is out the window at a certain point with with so many wide receivers needing with needing that many wide receivers okay. in slot spots. It just gets tough. I got you, Jimmy. Are you still there? Yeah, just drinking. We're all good. Okay, so I, I want to end this discussion because Caleb has made his point in, in so many so. words. Uh, but Jimmy, I do want to know since we're talking about you get to a certain point to where you don't feel that you should trade. Carl is one in nine. He's mathematically eliminated. Does that mean that he can no longer trade with anybody? It's it's an unwritten rule in fantasy. I feel like, but uh, I it's not it's not a legit rule. Let's put it that way. What do you mean? You know, it's like the baseball rule, man. You hit your pit. You hit someone, they're gonna hit you back with a pitch, kind of thing. But unwritten rule. You know. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, okay, but you, give me an answer. Is is he allowed to trade? Because what if tomorrow, Carl flips DeAndre Hopkins to say Tackett for two of Tackett's bench players? Now, I mean that that can't go through. That would ruin everything. And his team is or dealing out Justin Tucker. <laughs> I mean his his team or is Alex. Is I mean, yes, he's yes. You're once once you're done. Once you're out of the playoffs, you're. You're stuck with your team besides meaningful waiver wire pickups. That makes sense. I mean, Jimmy's okay. picking up where uh, this happened a couple seasons ago with Jackson when he played with us. Am I correct? Yes. He he, he ditched out his freaking bench to the highest freaking seller, and he got shipped from the campus center because he didn't give a fuck about fantasy football from the get-go. Yes. So Tony Romo, I once yeah. got injured a uh, week two or something like that and came back later that year. I mean, so we are to believe, Jimmy, that you are here to make sure these things don't happen again? Oh, yes, he is. T- Jimmy, did was Tackett the one who picked up Romo? He was. Yeah, he was, yeah. Okay, I mean, there's so many things that happen in Tackett's winning season that it's like almost a sham that he even has a title. Like, between that in between having help on waiver wire pickups every single night by you and Dennison. And when he made Oh, that- no, I was not there, bud. I was passed out drunk or working. Okay, so with Dennison. <laughs> <laughs> and then the trade that he made with Dennison where everybody blew up to look like an unfair deal for Tackett. So then Dennison ended up throwing a bunch of free players at Tackett, and they all went off. Like, his whole and, – and then he had the Texans defense and J.J. Watt – in the season we, where J.J. Watt was, like, basically MVP. I mean, all of that, and, it just seems like OBJ, it seems like an asterisk should be next to it. Yeah, she got Odell Beckham, too, from Andres, I'm pretty sure. Oh, but, but no, you're talking about that. Dude, the league, the league is all about luck, man, and about winning it. It's mm-hmm. just, I'm not going to play asterisks. There's no... No steroids used, oh, no, no nothing like that, man. <laughs> no asterisk to be placed. I'm just saying that the more we talk about it, the more that that championship seems like such an outlier. And what we're going to put this year next to the name? A golden star for kicking our ass from week one? Say what? <laughs> Should I put like a golden star next to his name for kicking our ass from week one? He literally he's been dominating since week one for his great fucking draft. <laughs> it's, all, it's all in proportions, man. It's all good. Yeah, I want to know what Taggart is taking. He's got to be on some brain-enhancing shit to be drafting the way he did this year. Winning seasons, it's bullshit. 
congratulations to him, though. All right. So we, we're sitting here staring at your matchup for 25 minutes now, Caleb, and we haven't even talked about it. Okay. All right, time to move on then. Um, Caleb, I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I think uh, matchup is going to beat you, um, unfortunately. But we're just going to move on here, okay? We got to uh, keep this on a pace, Jail, right now, you know? Can't have another two-hour podcast because uh, you, uh, you only have an hour lunch to listen to it. Yes. You're damn straight. Yes, this is borderline of being canceled, a canceled podcast. This has been a lot of mumbo-jumbo. All right. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to the next one here, bud. Um, you want to do Kuhar and Carl real quick? Yes. Let's see. So, Carl is projected to beat him as of now. Uh, it looks like Kuhar is actually playing. He dropped his defense and kicker, so clearly he's been active today. Um, all right. He didn't drop. He was playing on the bench, but, yeah, but it'll be, it'll be interesting, man. Oh, that's right. I think uh, New England. Yeah, I think Carl's looking good in this one. I think Carl could take home a second win. I think so too, man. I think Carl has a really good team. The matchups are there for him. I think he can pull us out here and get a second win here and really hurt Kuhar in the playoff race right here. Uh, like you said, well, we have five teams at five and five. And it's, uh, I mean, uh, any loss here is just, it's just killer to come back from with only three weeks left in the season. And I really feel Carl can uh, be a spoiler here, being out of the playoffs, but really, you know, ruin some seasons for some people. Yeah. And Kuhar might be the first one to do that. Yeah, which yeah. is always fun to play. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And the thing is, Carl's team, as bad as it's been, he has a really freaking good team. I mean, just look at it. He does, at, man. I mean, yeah. Just look at it. He's I mean, a lot of points. Insane. Yeah. He's been very unlucky this whole year. He's gone against guys in their best weeks of the season. Put up 170, 160 points, 150 points. Just absolutely dominating. And it, it, it's just hard to come back from that, you know. I always preach having good fancy defense, which is absolutely complete bullshit. You know, it's just all luck and everything like that. But when you have good fancy defense for a year, it really helps out you in the long run and everything like that. And that's how – that's why I won my, my only my one and only championship. I had a hell of a fantasy defense that year. Got hell of lucky. My team really intimidated people, and we actually we pulled through and everything like that. So, um, it's just unfortunate. You know, some of those sometimes you have those years where you just you just get screwed. You play against the best best teams when they're playing the best, and nothing you do about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it happens. <laughs> there's there's not much you can do about it, and I mean it's like I've said. In previous episodes, it's happening to me in two leagues right now. <laughs> it sucks. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's got the win against Kuhar this week, but we'll see. Kuhar's team always kind of goes off. Um, I mean, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. let's, let's move on here. Let's uh, you know, go to – let's do uh, – let's we'll do yours last, Derek. How about we go to uh, Mark and Lennon? Mark and Lennon. All right. Oh, oh boy! As of now, oh, I guess there's a bunch of bye week players in still. For there's three of them. Yeah, he needs to fix that because I was going to say 106. Oh my! 
But still, Lennon's projections after having a full lineup in is 127. Um, he ju- he's, this is on the back of him losing Cooper Cup to um, a lost season now. Oh, man. So that really hurts Lennon quite a bit. His, his chances of pulling through and, and making the playoffs have decreased a little bit. But what do you, what do you think? Can he fight his way in? I uh, I'm in I'm in a giving mood right here, man. I feel like Mark's being a spoiler to Lennon right now. To be honest with you, I think Mark's I gonna agree. pull it out here. I think I think once Mark's makes some uh changes over, and I always feel like he he knows what's going on here. Yeah, I think he has a a good solid shot here of being a spoiler again. But then again, I, I look at Lennon's team here. He has some good matchups going on, and uh, but just uh. You know, I, 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 I feel Mark has – I just like Mark's team right now. I just like Mark's team overall – Len's team right now. Well, yeah, Mark's team is going to take it. He's got to just – he's got to get a kicker, and that's all he needs. Well, well, I mean, hell, you have Russell Wilson playing Green Bay right now on Thursday Night Football. Studs or duds, it'll be decided on Thursday night right here. I'll call it right now. His – him winning will be determined whether 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 wow, whether Russell Wilson puts up a great game or is a dud. I can tell you right now. It's just, I just always feel about Thursday night football. So you have a good Thursday night football going on right now. Your players go off nine times out of ten. You usually win the week, and I I, I just feel confident about that. Yeah. I agree with you. I I agree. I, I think it's going to be determined on Thursday. Russell Wilson. I feel like that's going to be a massive performance. Um, yeah, <laughs> that would be a great start yeah. to the week for Mark and could seal Lennon's fate very quickly. Yeah. Well, Lennon's 5-5, five and five, right? No, he's 4-6. and six. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that would just – that would Yeah, it just put them both right there. Yeah, he yeah, would put a 4-7 and, and put Mark at 4-6. and six and No, he put them both at 4-7. and 4-7 and seven, then – yeah, really, both of them fighting for the eight spot. If you know someone really drops out of the five and five, yep, category here. Yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, let's go ahead and move on and check out. Last one's attacking Nate's last one, right? Attacking Nate, and then yeah, and then myself and Jack. We talked about yeah. We talked about yep. Myself. And Dennison, Kuhar, and Carl, Mark, and Lennon uh, kind of talked about Caleb and Magic Carp over there. And then we got uh, Tackett and Nate. So let's get into that right now. And, uh, oh, man. I'm going to pick, uh, going to go get some grain here. I'm going to choose Tackett again. Uh, but no. <laughs> I, I actually feel. Um, like I said before about Thursday Night Football, if Aaron Rodgers is a dud or a stud, it kind of really sets the whole tone for the whole week here. But looking at his team and looking at Tackett's team, it's just it's, – it's incredibly hard to go against Tackett's team at any point in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Tackett's team is – I mean, and they're only winning out – by a margin. I mean, his kicker's barely better than Nate's by point one. His OP is 
I mean, I guess it's Jack L. Jackson versus Roethlisberger, so we'll see how that goes. Is Flacco not playing? Uh, Nate does not have a second QB in. Well, Lamar Jackson, is Flacco not playing this week? Um, guess not. Let me get on to... What the hell is... I'll be honest, I haven't looked at much stuff about football, but Derek, is Flacco not playing this week, bud? Uh, he's, he's, He's truly questionable. They're not decided on it yet. That's why Nate picked up Lamar Jackson every league, because Flacco has some sort of injury, and they're thinking of just making the transition to Lamar Jackson right now. Yeah, that's... Uh, they, they talked about Browns radio here because I think they finished with the Falcons here end of the season and how their Browns played them one of the last games of the season about wind tolls and whatnot. But I thought it's because it's a crappy season, but I don't know. I was, I was like, saw him like 18.3 for Lamar ja- or 18.1 for Lamar Jackson. It's just, oh, I just, Cincinnati defense, Cincinnati defense blowed last week, but I just don't know. Lamar Jackson never I mean, looked impressive in any of his starts, man. Against Carolina. He, it was a running touchdown against a running play. But his, his passing accuracy has shown through the college football down to here to the NFL. Uh, the only thing that really saved him in college was his running ability where defenses had to you know, respect that. But here in the NFL, man, it's like an RG3 kind of scenario where he might be good for one or two, three games. But defense has figured out how to contain them. And players here are a lot faster and can actually handle them. And so I, I, I just don't, don't see it panning out too well for him, even if he does start. Too honest with you. See, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Lamar Jackson with what you just said is completely true. What you have to expect is he's a guy who's going to throw for prob- maybe even less than 200 yards, but he also adds mm-hmm. potentially 60 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown every week, uh, which is huge. It's like having a star running back who also throws and has that potential to throw for touchdowns on your squad. I mean, I think he's going to be extremely volatile. He could have huge, massive, you know, he could have 40-point games like Deshaun Watson last year, and he could also tank and put up six or seven points. I, I, feel, he's, I feel he's like a poor man Cam Newton, to be honest with you. He's, he's so skinny and whatnot, and when Cam first came in the league, he ran the ball a little bit more than he, he did and whatnot. But I, I feel that Mark Jackson's more of a runner than a passer. He's, he's always been that way. He's a lot like RG3, except not as good, I don't think. RG3 is, I think RG3 is a lot faster and more accurate. And Lamar Jackson was just just an athlete playing in uh, the ACC when I had one team where they played against all year, Clemson. Right. But it, it, Yeah, I mean – I, I just kind of look at their yeah. – He's going to be the key to Nate standing a chance against Tackett. And like you said, it, this comes down to Thursday. Nate has four players on Thursday night football. He's still got to pick up I mean, a defense. That's, that's huge. Yeah, he's and he's got defense. three he's well benches full of buys. Three buy players. Wow. Yeah, this, this is a big week. Big week for buys too. Last week and this week, and then I think they're what next week or the twelfth week or whatever is uh, Rams and Chiefs. Um, Rams and Chiefs are their their buys. Yep. Yep. They're <laughs> the best two teams in the league are on buy next week. Which, who would have thought that, right? Right, right. Go figure. I mean, if 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 Nate can have his, a couple people have real big games, 
he might have a chance. Yeah, that's what he needs. That's, that's what he needs. Yeah. He needs Jimmy Graham to have two or three touchdowns, honestly. Jimmy Graham has to have two touchdowns for him to stand mm-hmm. a chance. Rodgers needs two or three in the air. Yeah. Studs are duds, man. Studs are duds on Thursday. That's my motto. Yep, yep. It's either win or lose on Thursday. Win or lose on Thursday. All right. So let's jump to the final one. The Girly Soy Boys versus the Wandering Albatross. Oh, man. How do you feel about this, Derek? But he wins. He beats you in every single category. Except for his kicker. Oh, yeah. Who's on by. His team is just absolutely stacked. Yeah. I mean, and, and he's got great matchups across the board. It's just it's just an unreal. I mean, I also need to put in my actual starters, I guess. But uh, but still, I don't think you're going to change too much of the, <laughs> the yeah, favors too much, though. Negative 40 well, I'll take it back, maybe. Against you, so... Yeah, it's not looking good no. at all. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's been looking beautiful all season. Yeah, his team is so – Since yeah. last week. I mean – I mean, his team really depends on a couple of games, though, man. I feel he's really heavy on uh, – I don't know. There's kind of – I don't know. It's kind of like when the Denver Broncos were just killing it. Uh, What? Three seasons, four seasons ago, Caleb, when he had uh, Peyton Manning, I feel he's really dependent on like Todd Gurley and uh, who the fuck's pregnant? Brandon Cooks and stuff like that. I feel like if you're just you're part of that team and stuff like that, and uh, you know Drew Brees is a bad game or Matt Ryan, I heard he has bad games, stuff like that. It just uh, I really feel his team is very vulnerable, especially late in the season when Carolina plays. Um. Oh shit! When Carolina plays uh, Atlanta twice, or not Carolina, they play. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Here, I'm blanking. The Saints twice in two weeks. There, I just really feel that this team could really uh, put up a dud week here. They all look great. They all look they're very high performing, but I just have a, a feeling that they're gonna be a dud week here for them. Probably second round of the playoffs. No offense. Yeah. Where he's asking to pick them off. If there's anything that Jack's done wrong with this team which it, there's very few things negative you can say about it it's going completely heavy towards a couple different teams i mean like you just said he's so heavy into the rams and saints which are great right now those are two of the the best offenses to be a part of but like you just said that's what the playoffs are all about one team drops like it has a dud oh man your season's done I mean, oh yeah it's and, yeah. And that's the biggest thing too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm still not a believer. That's Amari Cooper either. By the way, uh, I'm not either. I just don't trust Dak at all. Uh, throwing the ball really, and Amar Amari's put up great games. Put up one good game every single year, but the rest of their 15 games of the year, mediocre at best. Man, I mean, I remember last year when I traded him to you. I put 45 points in a league. And what did the rest of the season for you, Derek? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's just uh, – and uh, like, like I said, Matt Ryan is very known to do – become very uh, just – he does Matty Ice, but, man, he'll turn rain to ice for you, man. Real quick, doing jack shit for you. 
just stall up one touchdown, two interceptions, two yards, and the running game will take over and they'll lose. Yeah, you know, twenty to ten or the something. First like game that. of the season, he had eight points against Philly. Yeah, it's just and uh, as I said, this this team looks. I mean, I it's it's boner worthy, jerk off, man. What masturbating to its best, man. Masturbating <laughs> all the way through right there. Um, but sometimes, man, you just, you just get tired of it and you just don't get a boner anymore. And uh, sometimes that happens, you know. It's also called ED too, so that happens as well. <laughs> um, so, I mean, his bench looks good too. It's just, it's just. Hey, Jim, drop you drop for a second there. Sorry about it. Um, what do you, what the last thing you got there from me? You're just talking about how boner worthy Jack's team is. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. And yeah. I, I don't think you have a. It's going to be a rough week for you, bud. Yeah, I don't think I stand much of a chance. While you were sitting talking, I, I updated my lineup a little bit. I clearly don't have a defense, but even with some of my better plays in, I projected 128 to his 152. I mean, I feel I – mean, a lot of those players are over – man, getting Todd Gurley, what, 21 points? Something 25. Like that. Yeah, that's, that's huge, man. I've never seen someone get that many points projected in a long time. I just, I just, some of these projections, I feel like they're inflated. Um, against Minnesota on a Monday, right? Is that yeah Monday against Kansas City? I just, I think everyone's going to be a shootout, and I think it probably will be a shootout. It's just who's going to he's going to go off though, you know? Right, and that's a scary thing too, especially yeah. with uh, everything going on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh boy. I don't even know what to think at this point. I, I don't think I stand much of a chance against him, which is why last week was such a desperate win for me against Carl. I had to win. If I lost, I don't think I'd be looking at a playoff spot anymore. Um, I'm kind of already counting this one out as a loss. And moving on to next week, I mean, Denison, I, fin- I finished the season by playing Denison and Caleb, so I'm hoping I can win both of those. Yeah, man, I, I, that's a scary part, especially with all of us being tied at 5-5. Five and five. Four and six right there. We're all in just do or die mode, man. You can have two, three shitty weeks of the year, and you're done, man. You're out of the playoffs. You're out of the hunt. And uh, like I said, anything can happen to playoffs. I mean, Caleb's talked about being twice number eight seed and playoff deficit against number one seed. It's just you guys you gotta make the dance. Gotta make the dance to have an opportunity. That's right. That's all you have to do is just make it in there. Um. Oh, yeah. So, okay, let's address while we're looking at the teams a common misconception that we've had recently about keep. What are the rules on keepers, Kamish? As uh, sent into the group message in the summer, uh, as per Caleb asked, what is keepers and how do we do keepers? Uh, Derek kindly responded, how we do keepers? It is whatever person you drafted you had to draft a player. Whatever round you draft that player, you lose that draft pick, and you keep that player for next year. So say um, uh, I think Denison has Baker Mayfield he drafted in round 15 or 16, last round of the draft. If he wants to keep Baker Mayfield, he just loses his last pick of the draft. Simple as that. I understand ESPN does not, does not accept that rule for keepers and everything like that. Um, 
what we will do is at the beginning of the draft, we'll uh, I'll probably ask an hour before the draft where who are you guys keeping and whatnot. If you're keepers, you don't have to keep a keeper right away. You have no keepers. Uh, if you do want a keeper, you just gotta let me know so I can let the whole group know. And whatever, say so Baker Mayfield, if Denson takes Baker Mayfield for the 16th round, he is uh, Denson's 16th round pick. Uh, it's all known when, like I said, I can I can adjust the lineups. If someone fucks up, well, just clearly adjust it and whatnot. So I don't think you can pull a fast one on us and say, oh, man, I draft this guy. He's mine now. It's like, no, I'll just change it and we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll move on from there. Trust me, it'll be it'll be corrected. Um, just want to let everyone know that I understand ESPN says something different, but we just we agreed beforehand meant in the group where everyone saw it that this is how we do keepers. Um, just want to clarify that all up. Yeah, and this is how most leagues do it too. I think other platforms beyond ESPN allow you to do this. ESPN is just the most basic trash <laughs> that there is. The only reason I think we still use this because, one, it's simple. It's like the iPhone of fantasy football platforms, and everybody has an account on it, and everybody's familiar with it. So that's why we continue to use it. Uh, and the, the basic points I'm getting from you is you keep – you lose the round that your player was drafted in and your keeper must be a player that you drafted. So to also get rid of other questions that could come, you cannot keep a waiver wire acquisition. And also can you not keep a player that you traded for? Correct. Okay. So he must be, it must be a player that was on your team since draft day all the way until next season. Yes, and I, I it, ESPN shows me that too. At the end of the season, I can see, I can look at rosters and see who's been traded, who is drafted, who is wire pickups from every team in the league. It's not not that hard to figure out. And um, if you want to keep that player, I can. We can we can go from there. It's it's pretty simple, and I, I think it's very basic. Um, like I said, it's the first year. I understand there's uh, didn't go smoothly, but it's we're just we're working through it here together as a team, and as a unit, as a fan team that uh that does things together <laughs> right yeah i uh i think you nailed it there mm-hmm. all right so if we're looking back at the scoreboard i think that was it isn't it that's it um you can go through the matches real quick and pick our uh just legitimately pick our winners and losers real quick yeah so i'll take i'm gonna take jack over me i don't think i stand much of a chance and then I'll take uh, – I'm right there with you. Okay, you agree. I, I'll, I'll take yep. – Sorry, you cut out for saying there. Um, I'll, oh, no, good. Yeah, you, you say the matchups, I'll say uh, – I'll go from there. Okay, I'll take Carl over Kuhar. I agree. Um, I'm going to take Tackett over Nate. Just one more time. I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna see the upside. I'm gonna take uh take Nate over Tackett right here. Oh boy! I I have a feeling I have a feeling that Green Bay is gonna show up on uh up on Thursday and really uh shock the world here. Yeah, that would suck for us <laughs> if if Nate wins. In serious yeah. Okay, and uh, yeah, but you know, it's just you know get Tackett closer to the group here. Yeah, yeah. It's actually no, he's in Jack right now. And I guess Andres too. Who Tackett? He's number one. Yeah, it's just him, 
him, Jack, and Andres are the only ones fighting for number one spot. Yeah, yeah, the rest of us don't stand a chance. No. Yeah. Which in this league, the number one spot means nothing. <laughs> so. It is a, a very bad spot to be in. You usually. Yeah. I can look in past years. I think he only has a 50% chance of winning against number eight seed. Yeah, if that. Honestly, so. I'd be surprised if it wasn't lower than that. I think I was. I'm just being generous, saying 50. percent <laughs> I don't want to like a quarter percent. And I look back, it's like, oh wow, it's like 60 percent or something like that. But I think it's around 50 percent the time the first number one seed loses in the first round. Yeah, not um, not a great spot. No, All it's right. not. You think so? It's not. Yeah. So I'm going to take Mark over Lennon. Uh, I will. Uh... Yeah, I agree with that too as well. I'm going to take you over Dennison. Thank God, man. They're going to take Dennison over me. <laughs> I say fuck you and hang up the phone and this real quick. Just cut it off. Yeah, just cut. Exactly, but thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. That trust of luck right there. And uh, it'll be a rough week for me, man. I, I don't feel confident going in. I'll uh, rally the troops here and uh, we'll we'll push through it to the end for sure. So are you taking yourself as we'll well? We'll give it all. Yes, I will. Take it myself. Oh, yeah. And then uh, right. I'm going to take Andres over Caleb. What do you think? Ooh. Um, yeah, gosh. Love Caleb. I, I got to go with Andres right here. <laughs> it, it just looks unfavorable for Caleb here. I know. I, I want Andres to come back to the pack. I just, after that trade, man, he looks better now. But man, for the longest time, man, he was squeaking by with wins. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that we'll damn by, I mean, with 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 those couple of trades, man, that really solidified his team. It really did. It really did. Yeah. Usually for him, it's happened the other way around, where he makes a couple of trades that just crush his hopes and dreams of winning. And then this year, he's made moves that have probably helped his team. And secure him for uh, a deep run in the playoffs, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, deep runs only a couple games. But, yeah, a couple <laughs> games in, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. Maybe he'll be uh, championship bound. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was looking at the playoff brackets. I know it's a little too early. I mean, look at some of the matchups to start out with, though. It's a season ended right now. Derek, you play uh, Tackett first round. Uh, Coor play Nate. Uh, I would play Grace, and Dennison would play Jack. And the four teams out would be uh, Caleb, Lennon, Carl, and Mark. Yeah. There's three seasons, three weeks left, though. A lot of football you played. Uh, we'll see what happens here. It'll be crazy. Oh, it definitely will be. It definitely will be. So, funny, we, we put all those parental advisories on our episode, and uh, Caleb has been – Virtually normal. I mean, he was eating the whole time, it seemed like. Yeah, I think he was preoccupied. And uh seemed like he was a little stoned, a little out of it. He, he did. Uh, not really drunk. <laughs> he definitely did not seem like wild card. No, but, but that guy, I, I, I doubt. We'll see. He seems like he's a little more tamed. A little bit more tamed. All right. Well. Mm-hmm. So there we have it. You got anything else that we need to add tonight, Jim? 
God's being God bless. Hope they're all the pledges survive the goat and a long walk on Sunday. Um, I didn't, I didn't hear anything bad about it. There's no deaths in the paper in Westerville. Uh, so that's always positive too. And no one got arrested either. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got to say. God's being God bless boys. Always a pleasure uh, playing fantasy football with you guys. And I can't wait to, uh, I think we're, what we're trying to get around at Thanksgiving time, trying to get around everyone meet up down Columbus. Is that the game Man, plan? Hopefully uh, it kind of depends what people's family schedules look like. It tends to get pretty busy around there, but we'll see. That'd be nice. I, I know I'll be down on Saturday for the OSU Michigan game down to Ohio state. And I'll be around on Sunday too, to watch some football. Um, so I'd love to, you know, people are in town, man. There's a, uh, there's always bars to go to and watch football and, uh, and have a good time. Um, just, you know, we'll reach out more in the, the group text, but hell, if you're in town on Thanksgiving time for the weekend, man, I'd uh, love to catch up with some of you guys and tell you guys all to fuck off and you suck at fantasy football, but also say, hope you're doing well <laughs> at the same time. Combine it all together for a sweet little package. Yeah, in a one swift handshake. <laughs> well, yeah, that that'd be fun if everybody could get together. We'll definitely have to uh, keep posted on that. And thanks for joining us. Exactly, joining us on the show tonight, Jim. I appreciate you host co-hosting this with me. And to me and Jim and you know Mark, who is still on his leave of absence. Thanks to everybody listening. And this is Mark again, married. What's that? Congrats on marking married. Absolutely. As people watched on your wife's uh, Facebook live post for your mom. Beautiful wedding, by the way. <laughs> like the bongos in the background and the beat as well, too. Um, <laughs> I'm done now. I'm so done. there you have it, Mark. Jimmy watched your wedding in its entirety. <laughs> All right. It was only 30 minutes long on Facebook live. It wasn't that long. All right, Jimmy. I'm stopped. I'm done. (laughs) All right. And from the fantasy football bros, thank you for listening and we'll catch you next week.